number three kicking off right now here on Roar. Thank you for joining us, Brad and Ben, or Donatello and Francisco, or Francisco and Donatello, or whatever that Manos Pequenos was. You know. It's National Change Your Name Day. It is. Celebrate accordingly, people. What do you think our next guest would change his name to if he could? I don't know. I think Aaron Cheslock has a good ring to it. I don't think I he needs to touch it. I want to it. be Aaron. You want to be Aaron? <laughs> no, it's not be somebody else, Dave. Oh, oh, it's oh, just oh, get- oh, okay. Golly. Aaron Cheslock, have you ever had someone say they want to be you? Uh, it, it's rare. <laughs> and it usually, and, and the, the ironic part is that I have a lot of people on a yearly basis say that they want to be me around this time, but, uh, can't, uh, can't report from Augusta this year. So it's a, it's a different ball game. I gotta tell you two, two masters now watching, uh, on the TV the entire time. It, it just doesn't quite feel the same when you cover it every year, but, uh, no. yeah, I certainly appreciate the compliment then. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, you know what? I, I was going to make an Orioles joke here, but they're actually pretty good. What are they, four and three? Well, easy, easy. Look, we we had a great start. to Everything we talked about last week went right out the window, right? The Braves came out flat and the Orioles came out hot. And it was three and oh to oh and three, and now it seems like uh, the world is starting to right itself a little bit. I I enjoyed that uh, that small ride from the get-go, but this team is still one of the bottom feeders in the AL. But a lot of young talent. They're fun to watch, no doubt. Yeah, I kind of like what they've done thus far. Um, now they're playing the the lowly Red Sox, who who I think they won yesterday. I think they get to four and three. Both teams now four and three, something like that. So uh, we'll we'll see how how the Orioles. I'll I'll always mix in the Orioles with you just because it's baseball and they're terrible, and I like to remind you of that. Uh, Aaron Cheslaw from Fox Carolina joining us here live on the show today. Aaron, uh, speaking of the Masters, uh, Justin Rose shot a terrific score yesterday, but I I think this thing is far far from decided. Uh, you've seen this course many times. How difficult does it look like it's playing to you right now? I mean, you know, the you look at what happened yesterday, and I think for you know the vast majority of us, we thought the number was going to be three under by Brian Harmon and uh, Hideki Matsuyama, and then all of a sudden, you know, as the core and, and the reason that they had a three under score because they played earlier in the day before the wind started to pick up, and I mean, you you hear all the golfers a- after their rounds just. <laughs> It was it was brutal. Uh, you know, they just they couldn't. You can only game plan so much going into this thing until you have to uh, adjust on the fly. Um, so I don't know whether the bigger shock was that Rose goes on this run um, later in the day when the course deteriorated a little bit, or whether it was the fact that it was Justin Rose, the guy that made the run, who you know, not to be cruel, but just ha- has not played great over the past couple of years. Uh, I don't think anyone had Justin Rose on their radar as contending for this thing. Um, so uh, it, it was uh, stunning to see what he put together. Uh, you know, I think he shot nine under after going two over his first seven holes. That's that's pretty incredible stuff. And to go in at seven under with a four-stroke lead, that, that was a, a heck of a performance by him. Um, and then when you look at how it's setting up now, you know, guys are starting to creep closer. I think Rose has dropped a stroke. He's six under, uh, I think through five, I uh, have it on behind me, but I'm trying to focus here. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's tough. You know, <laughs> as soon as Nicole walked in the door today, I said, hon, I got to work. And, uh, <laughs> just go right on the couch. And turn on the um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, I think it's anyone's anyone's tournament right now. You know, you look at some of the guys that are in it. I think Jordan Spieth's kind of laying right there in the weeds. He's been a popular pick after winning one. Uh, a local guy uh, from South Carolina, Kevin Kidner, had a pretty mm-hmm. good round shooting even yesterday. Had a bomb of a birdie, about 40 feet. Had an eagle putt as well. Um, and then Dustin Johnson, you know, that's the storyline we're all uh, kind of hoping is there heading into Sunday. He actually played decent yesterday, uh, even up until 18 where he double bogeys. Uh, of course, uh, if you're not familiar with the storyline, DJ looking to be the fourth guy ever to go back-to-back with Green Jackets, the first since Tiger, two decades ago. So, uh, you know, a lot of reason to watch, but I don't think anyone has a real inkling of who's uh, wearing that Green Jacket come Sunday. Let me give a quick update here on Justin Rose, who had a uh, bad break at number six, where it looked like it was going right toward the hole. It kicked left and rolled all the way down the hill. He was barely on the green. His... 
uh, birdie putt went to the right, and it was a it was a, not a great putt, but it was so long that he wasn't going to get it that close. But it caught the ridge on the right side and rolled all the way back down almost to his feet. So then he hit another putt uh, back up the hill, and he's going to be going for a bogey here in a moment. And I'm not even sure it's a given bogey. So he he might drop two strokes instead of one by the time he gets out of six. I've been, I've been saying all day, Aaron, people don't realize how hard four, five, and six are. I mean, I, I think you just try to survive yeah. them. Very difficult holes. But to your point – this thing feels pretty wide open right now to me. I, I predicted when I first got here this morning that Rose was not going to be the leader at the end of day two, and I, I think that's where where things are headed. It's just funny how Augusta always has a way of evening out your breaks, and it just it depends on how depends on what you do on Sunday. That's what it always seems to come down to. Aaron Cheslaw from Fox Carolina joining us here today. Aaron, last week we saw the spring game, and we watched what Clemson did uh, in terms of getting a look at a lot of young players, uh, watching DJ Uyangale kind of take over the reins, if you will, and become the guy behind center. So there was a lot of things that stood out. We've talked about it throughout the week. In terms of the offense, what, what was one thing that you really liked and what was one thing that maybe you're a little concerned about on that side of the ball? Well, I think the obvious one for concern is the quarterback situation after DJU. Um, you know, obviously the injury to Tyson Pumachon was tough, uh, but he, he did not play well that entire spring game. And, you know, the unfortunate part is he really put his uh, best, best couple drives together at the end of the fourth quarter there, right before he went down uh, with the Achilles injury. So that, that's, you know, that, that's unfortunate for a number of reasons. I know that we're looking for him to take a really big step this year. Uh, I did think Hunter Helms uh, played pretty well, um, but I, I'm not sure that, he played Chase Bryce level well. And that's really what you need, uh, especially with the way that DJ Uyunglele plays football. You know, that there is the risk factor for injuries there. Uh, you know, he, he's going to run on uh, a different kind of style than we were used to seeing with uh, Deshaun and Trevor, um, more of a Taj Boyd type style. So that, that's, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of hits that he's going to be taking throughout the season. If they do, uh, play him the way that we expect him to play and Clemson's had to rely on backup quarterbacks over the last few years. So they've got to find a guy uh, to go in there and win a tight game like the Syracuse game in 18. If uh, you know, they hope to get back to the playoff this year. Uh, I I think aside from that, I I really like what we saw from the running back position. Kobe Pace looked phenomenal uh, right out the gate. Uh, had a bad fumble, and Dabo let him hear about it a little bit. Um, I thought Will Shipley showed some spark there as well. I think a wide receiver, Bo Collins, had, had a really good game. I think that that's a guy that uh, certainly has the skills to step in there and contribute if they need him. Uh, Joseph Engato with that, you know, it reminding us of how talented he is with that incredible, you know, high point catch there down the sideline late. Um and then I think the guy that stood out the most was Joe Ajo. Uh, you know, he, he's got all the physical talents uh, to be a superstar. And uh, if he can start putting the football IQ together, again, he's relatively new to the game. Uh, that guy could be, he, you know, the guy going forward in the next few years. So I think there's a lot of bright spots, but, you know, I think they are far from a finished product. I think a full spring session certainly helped them. Uh, we'll see if they can kind of take the next step and start gelling a little bit more over the summer into the fall. Aaron, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Brent Venable's taking a lot of the heat for what happened against Ohio State in the Sugar Bowl. But I don't know about you. I, there's no doubt in my mind, this defense is playing with a chip on its shoulder. Did you see some of that on Saturday? Yeah, I, I think I need to look. I mean, they they have the, the horses, right? I mean, all, all those guys that uh, we saw are top-level type uh football players certainly uh, in the ACC and um yeah I mean I, I think the defensive line looks looks as good as any we've seen I mean Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy are going to be absolute superstars for the next couple of years they they just look unstoppable um and then you know you look at Tyler Davis t- taking that next step on the inside the D line there there's very few questions about that I think that there are so many good uh, players at linebacker that they can find the guys to fill in there. And, you know, Skowski's obviously going to be 
there in the, the middle, but they, they have so much talent. You know, I really like what I saw about uh, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Um, and then, you know, through, throughout the spring, really. And I think the secondary is the biggest question mark. You know, I, I think they have a lot of talent there, but, who you know, Andrew Booth makes these incredible interceptions and all that, but we did see the Ohio State game when it mattered. So I think they, they're going to have to find some consistency there and find the guys that are uh, really going to uh, hold down the fort. And, uh, I, I think that they're starting to figure that out with uh, Goodrich and certainly um, – Andrew Booth. So it, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. But um, I do think that they have taken what happened in the Ohio State game to heart, as they probably should. And uh, they're going to be looking to prove a point throughout this season. Yeah, I think so. I think Brent Venables, you, you, to me, you could just see just fundamentally they were more sound. Tackling was a little bit better. I think they really got it back to the basics. You know, it wasn't about scheme. Uh, in the spring, it was about really trying to fire these guys up and get them to understand what they've got to do in terms of, of tackling and coverage and just doing the little things the right way. Aaron, uh, a couple of things I want to get to here with you. South Carolina spring football still going on, still a few weeks away from that spring game there. But I don't know. I, I feel like every time I hear or see or, or read or anything about or see Shane Beamer, I, he's really just a seems like he's just really focused on culture right now. And I, I think that's the right approach because – X's and O's wise, Jimmy's and Joe's wise. I don't know if it matters right now for South Carolina. Is, is this the right approach that Beamer's really first and foremost trying to create a certain culture there? And, and some of that culture is what Steve Spurrier, you know, had, had left behind years ago. Yeah, I think you know the, all the guys that we've talked to throughout spring practice, they, they've all, uh, you know, been pretty blown away by you know the message that he's trying to get them to buy into, but then backing that up with how they're running practices. You know, they're, they're trying all the guys there are saying they're having more fun this spring. Um, I think, you know, you talk to Will Muschamp and then Shane Beamer for five minutes, you can pretty much guess which one's more fun. Right. Uh, but you know, so I, I think that that's something that they need in order to kind of take some pressure off and realize it's kind of a, a new era there in, uh, Columbia. And, and it, you know, the, they have uh, a lot of talent on this roster. If they can just find a way to uh, put some of those games in the win column, I think you can get some positive momentum there. Um, but, you know, there, there's still just so many question marks on this team to know where they go. I think, you know, the, the position you probably feel best about is running back because you got Kevin Harris, who uh, was phenomenal uh, out of the backfield for South Carolina. Really, they're their lone bright spot on offense consistently all year. And then you add in Marshawn Lloyd who's coming back from the ACL injury. Uh, that should be a pretty dynamic one, two punch. But as far as what happened to quarterback, you know, is Luke Cody, the guy, or are they going to build this entire system over what he does best, which is more uh, of a Connor Shaw style um, or, you know, one of these guys, Jason Brown, the transfer uh, from Pennsylvania, is he, he the guy that's going to take over the reins? There's just, there's so many question marks, you know, but, you know, if, if you get Ortray Smith back to where he was and Marshawn Lloyd uh, is as dynamic as a lot of us expect him to be, this team could, uh, you know, shock some people in the SEC. It's just a matter of whether they can uh, gel this quickly with, you know, a new coordinator on both sides of the ball. Um, and, you know, again, whether they can build up this recruiting over the next couple of years to turn this in uh, to a program that we saw in the early 2010s. But, you know, from the former football players, they've all backed Beamer. The current players seem to be embracing what he's bringing. So I think as far as, you know, if you're going to put a grade on it right now, five practices in, actually I think they're going through their sixth practice right now, um, in the spring, you know, Beamer's, you know, grading out of the ballpark. It's an A or a B. It's just a matter of whether these uh, optimistic feeling is still there in the fall when, you know, they're, they're certainly going to have some speed bumps in the, ro- in the road, certainly in year one. You're right about that. There will be some speed bumps, but in, in terms of the, the, the culture, it sounds like everybody's at least getting on board. I mean, I, look, South Carolina's got a lot of problems in the athletic department, outside the athletic department, a lot of issues there. At least getting the the football team on board with the head coach, I think right now is at least somewhat of a a, a step in the right direction. Uh, they'll they'll take what they can get right now. Aaron, before we let you run, you spoke with Jay Guillermo this week. I'm a big fan of Jay. 
know him personally, really like who he is as a person. Now he's a coach. Tell us more a little bit as we wrap things up about your time with him. So that, that, this was a fun one. This is one that, that was as much for me as it was for, uh, you know, football fans and sports fans in the upstate. And, Brad, you know, I, I echo that. Jay, Jay was one of my favorite guys that we've covered at Clemson. Um, just always so optimistic and, you know, full of one-liners and all that good stuff. Uh, so, But the reason I wanted to catch up with him is, A, to find out how he's adjusted to life as a coach, but B, you know, for those that don't remember, in 2014, he had a very public battle with depression. Um, actually took some time away from the team, came back uh, better than ever. And, you know, obviously the 2015-2016 seasons happened, and he kind of goes off on a win with a lot of those guys from the 16 team in the national championship. Um, but, you know, when you go through something like that, obviously you have tips to uh, hand down to others. And, you know, I, I keep seeing this more and more with – student athletes at the high school level, whether it's, you know, recruiting log jam and they're not getting the calls that they want or, you know, the college level, we're seeing all these transfers and it's just, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with the pandemic and, you know, guys are dealing with a lot of mental and emotional stress. So I wanted to get his take on that, how he dealt with it, whether he's reached out or had people reach out to him and and he has some really great insight uh, for you know, any athlete that's going through uh, some hurdles that they're trying to clear or, you know, even if uh, you're, you're not playing sports, it's just it was really insightful to hear uh, how he attacked his situation and what he's learned from it and kind of how he even used those tips uh, right when the pandemic started in 2020 when everything shut down. Because remember, you know, he went from trying out for the Bills, not getting that, going through some disappointment there. Then he uh, is a grad assistant at Georgia State with Sean Elliott um, and then, you know, gets his break at Western Carolina. As soon as he gets to Cullowhee, the pandemic hit. So then he's in isolation uh, in a new place trying to learn a new system and, you know, his first real full-time job as a coach. So just all that uh, made this into such a great interview. And, of course, you know, for Clemson fans specifically, we, of course, walked through uh, his entire time in Tigertown um, and then, you know, for anyone that uh, follows the Tigers closely during that span, or if you, you watch my sportscast, you read Brad's stuff, that, that is, you know, the number one thing with Jay Guillermo is that he is the best impressionist of anyone that I've ever covered. He does an incredible <laughs> Dabo Sweeney. I encourage you to Google it. Uh, he does a great Brent Venables, but the one that I've always thought was underrated that I made him do on camera is Robbie Caldwell. Uh, if you ever heard Robbie Caldwell talk, uh, you can only imagine that the impressions would be pretty spot on. Obviously, Jay and uh, Coach Caldwell have a great relationship, and uh, you know he had some fun with that. So, uh, again, that's in-depth with Fox Carolina Sports. It's available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it's also on Roku, Fire Stick, and Apple TV on the Fox Carolina app. I'm finally nailing that line. I've been practicing it for like three months, and I'm finally go. nailing that. Great stuff. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and give it a listen, and I appreciate the the support there, Brad. No problem, Aaron. You're a great guest. We appreciate your time as always. Have a great weekend watching the Masters, covering it from home, and look forward to watching Fox Carolina all weekend. Take care, my friend. Yep, take care, Brad. When we come back, Masters updates right after this. Don't go anywhere. When it's time to replace your roof, there are so many things to consider, from the type of roof you have to the many types and styles of shingles. Gillstrap Roofing understands how each part of our roofing system works together to give you a beautiful and watertight barrier. Don't trust the one thing that really protects your home to just anyone. Gillstrap Roofing has been covering the upstate for four generations. Proven, experienced roofers for your home or business. Gillstrap Roofing, 26 Looking to lower your auto loan payment? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union. Refinance your current auto loan and we will beat your existing rate by 1%. Plus, make no payments for 90 days. Boats, motorcycles, and recreational vehicles are included. Relax with Founders. Don't miss out. Apply today at foundersfcu.com forward slash auto or at an office near you. Terms and conditions apply. Membership qualification required. Founders Federal Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Current auto loan must be with another financial institution. Are you having trouble meeting your IRS or state tax obligations? David Green can help during this COVID-19 pandemic. The IRS has instituted relaxed collection measures 
delayed due dates, and other programs that we can use to help delinquent taxpayers. If you owe the IRS, don't wait. Act now and get relief before they fully resume collection activities again. Call David at 864-271-7940 for your free planning session and let them help you be proactive. Ride today in a George Coleman Ford Ranger Supergroup 4x4. It's an SDX special edition with power equipment and Ford Pass Connect. $37,395 before discounts. Only $33,999 plus tax and tag at George Coleman Ford, where we never charge hidden fees and where Rangers cost less than Traveler's Rest. See the 2021 Ranger today at George Coleman Ford. Top rated sales service and collision repairs. Price includes $1,750 factory visit. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters and a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Roosters Men's Grooming Center believes a man deserves a space of his own when it comes to grooming. Roosters offers the charm and comfort of a classic American barbershop, but updated to accommodate the 21st century man. Our professional stylists and barbers will make sure you receive the customized barbershop experience through classic haircuts, shaves, and products that reaffirm what it means to look and feel great. Roosters at the Plaza on Pelham. Book your appointment today at 884-8920. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man vs. Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. The Health Dare is not a weight loss program. Clients do lose an average of 17 inches and 16 pounds in 30 days, but weight loss is just a side effect of getting healthy on a cellular level. It's so easy. You don't have to work out at the gym, starve yourself, or buy meals. We'll do all the work for you. If you don't see results in 30 days, we'll give you your money back. Call 1-877-I-DARE-ME or go to idareme.com. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only home of the lifetime warranty, but the winner of the Nissan Award of Excellence for three years in a row. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selections of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerDesignOfAnderson.com. Lowe's Spring Fest is here. We've got $10 off gallon cans or $40 off 5-gallon pails on select interior and exterior paints, stains, and coatings. And appliance special values plus free local delivery on appliances $3.96 or more in-store and online. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. Offers valid through 414. Actual paint sizes are 116 to 640 fluid ounces. Exclusions apply. See Lowe's.com slash rebates for rebate terms and conditions. For appliances, restrictions and additional fees may apply. See Lowe's.com or store for details. U.S. only. The Sizzle and Save Report. Chop Griller is back at Bojangles, and right now you can get two of them for five bucks. So go ahead, call it a comeback. It's Botox. More live local sports than cars on Clemson Boulevard. You're listening to the Roar. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us here on the Press Box. You know, we were out yesterday, so I didn't get a chance to say this, but I want to publicly congratulate Clemson men's golf coach Larry Penley on his 82nd career victory with the Tigers. Got that a couple days ago. Uh, he now is alone at the top in career wins in the ACC. This is a really big deal. Really big deal. Cannot go without mentioning that. Coach Penley. A legend in every sense of the word, uh, a class individual, a great guy. Could not be happier for him and the success that he has had as a head coach. And uh, I know that when he steps down this summer, Ben, the loss, the presence of Larry Pinley is going to be felt, going to be missed greatly 
he'll still be around the program. I have no doubt where where he'll be around. But just in terms of every day in and out, the ins and outs of that golf program, no one has put a stamp on it of maybe any program at Clemson right now outside of Dabo Sweeney the way that Larry Penley has men's golf. I, and I'm so glad he got that got that win too uh, to get him. Yep. By himself, he's got a top. really, really good team, folks. Really good team Does. this year. Cannot wait to see what they do at the ACC tournament and at the NCAA's. And, and then, and then in the next couple of years going forward, too, he's leaving them in a in a good, solid place. He really is. I have a feeling like he's not going too far, though. No, 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 no. I, I think I. My my feeling is that Coach Pilly wants to spend more time with the grandkids, wants to spend more time enjoying life. You know, as you said, what do you do if you're a golf coach and you retire? Do you play more golf? Maybe so. Go I, to the I, office. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the golf course. He's going to the office. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but no, I think I think Coach Pilly will, will will definitely continue to have his mark on the program, but just won't run it from a day in and day out thing. And um, cannot be happier for him. To get that record, I know it's nothing that he. If he had not gotten it, it would not have changed his feeling as a head coach. He wouldn't have regretted it in any way. I don't. I don't think so. I just don't think he he coaches for records. But you can't tell me he didn't greatly, greatly enjoy getting that, and he deserved it. Uh, he's he's a great guy. Yes, he is. By the way, speaking of your Masters update, I'm pretty sure I just saw Bill Spire standing behind the fourth tee. Box. Are you serious? I I'm pretty sure that's that was Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Coach's Day down there. Maybe maybe Davo's got a group hanging out around there. Potentially, I I could see that happening. Or maybe he's an ex major league baseball player and is from the general area and knows a lot of people. <laughs> That's also strong possibility. Possibility, but uh, I mean, Coach Swinney does go. I think about every year. Yeah. If that wasn't Bill, that was his twin. The thing yeah. is, you can pick people out a lot better now than you could. Trevor Lawrence got seen yesterday at Augusta National. Did he really? Yeah, there were well, pictures he, of it. That's he's hard to miss. He is, but in a, with this limited amount of fans, he like I, yeah. I literally almost ran into Aaron Rodgers last time I was at at, at Augusta National. I wish you would have <laughs> taken out his leg or something. Hit him? No, you can't, you can't hit him below the below the knees. There, I would. <laughs> they would They would have flagged you. <laughs> oh, you breathed on him. Flag. I'm uh, sorry, but I am not getting flagged for anything at Augusta National because I don't get kicked out. We all want to see full capacity there, the the big groups of people. We all want to see that. But for the ones who are there right now. Oh, the exclusive. Can you imagine? Exclusivity? Is that a word? That word, yeah. The, I, I, I mean, you go and you stand, you know, you, you go, but... It's hard to really watch the star, the 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 superstar golfers hit because you're going to be twenty deep in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're standing right on the ropes at Augusta National, yeah. and people are encouraged not to be beside you. I know. I, I okay. I have like this full, is the best situation ever for those who are actually there. I obviously have this thing up as we're you know broadcasting here live today. I'm watching everything going on. Uh, there's literally a couple just sit, just standing on the side with no one anywhere near them. They're just sitting out there chilling in their chairs. There's no one anywhere near them. They're out about where you would hit a ball into a fairway so you can see them. But, I mean, Ben, they could throw rocks and hit no one. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. No, don't throw rocks at Augusta. Don't throw anything. Don't touch anything. There are no rocks. Don't do anything. Just walk and stand and sit. But don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't get in trouble there of all places. Um, some updates here. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry. I, I, we're all over the place today. It's but okay. It's understandable. Have you seen Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy? Speaking of the yes. Green Bay quarterback. I, I, I don't like it because it makes me not hate him as much. Really? Yeah. I think he's a little dry. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of him doing Jeopardy. Now, he claims, he, uh-huh. he did an interview this week. He claims that this would be his dream job. Like he, he would love to be the host of Jeopardy forever. I, does anybody in America believe that? No, he doesn't. He's quarterback that's a, of the Green Bay Packers, and he'd rather be the host of of Jeopardy. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think he's great at it. I'll, I'll just say it. I was not a big fan. Now I haven't given him a chance. I only watched it last night. 
in its entirety. So it's the first time I've really given him a chance. So I maybe I need to wait a couple more episodes before I decide if I like Aaron Rodgers is the host of Jeopardy. Back to Augusta National, Ben, where my proclamation is on the verge of becoming true. Oh. As I said, Justin Rose would not be your leader after day two. He's currently plus three on the day through seven holes. His four-stroke advantage going into Friday has turned into one as he is at four under, followed by Weisberger, Leishman, uh, Harmon, and Matsuyama, who haven't teed off yet, are all at three under. So he's about to lose. He's like, he is. I yeah. mean, he is struggling badly right now. Four, Bogey three out of last four. Four bogeys, one birdie on the day. And we talked about how luck, the element of luck, went his way yesterday on a couple of shots. It's just the opposite, opposite today. Yeah. It's funny how the universe has a way of balancing itself out. In that golf, he golf. had a horrible break on a uh, really a couple. One on an approach shot and then one on a putt that he puts it 50 feet and it comes back about 35 feet, something like that. Um, I mean, one one hits it a foot further and he's within a couple feet of the hole, leaves it short and it come, comes back to him. So, Do you want to know who's two back of the lead right now? Jordan Spieth. I, yeah, I told you, man, I like his... I, I like the way he looked yesterday. I didn't want to buy Jordan Spieth's comeback. I just, I don't know. I, I just didn't feel like he was as far along as other people thought he was. But I have to give him a ton of credit right now what he's doing. He does know this course as well as anybody out there. He's dominated this course. He's struggled on this course. He's run the whole spectrum at Augusta National. And I should have given him more credit for that. I, I doubt I don't think he wins because it's Augusta National and there's that whole thing about you you know the golfer who won the week before has never won it blah 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 maybe that doesn't matter but I don't think he wins it but Ben he's gonna be in contention he's gonna have a say in this and just that alone is a great comeback story for Jordan Spieth and it gives me hope that one day Rory McIlroy will find his game once again and have a chance to be triumphant at Augusta National. But that day, my friends, is not today. Right now the projected cut is plus three. That'll that'll change as more guys tee off today. But uh, you have players like DeChambeau that are currently at plus four. So... Be interesting to see what happens with him if he has to start pushing here. If if these guys keep going low... I know. I mean, the yeah, potentially that, it could drop to two. Could, could drop, and right now there's zero wind. It looks like in Augusta, uh, green. You know, it's overcast. Greens are a, the whole course is a little softer. There's a little bit of wind there. Um, it's playing a little softer, maybe. So there's still there's opportunity to uh, to still put up some low numbers. Some names to keep an eye on currently on the course right now. Um, Tommy Fleetwood is just four back. Scotty Scheffler is just four back, along with Tony Finau, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. All those guys are out on the course early in their rounds. Uh, how about is this right? Wow, Matt Wallace. That's not a name you hear very often, especially at Augusta National is three under on on the day, and he's one under, so he's just three strokes back. Patrick Reed, who I told you on Tuesday, be very concerned. None of us like Patrick Reed. We've all established that. Be very concerned about Pat Reed right now. I said I think he has a chance to be the leader after today. I think he has a chance to win it. I really do. I, God, it just kills me to say that. But unfortunately, we may be all in for disappointment uh, with Patrick Reed this weekend. Let's step away for our final break of the show, final break of the week, and then we'll wrap up things in our final segment of the week right after this. If you're looking for first-class service, consider First Class Halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what first-class service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. 
Repower with a new Tahatsu and feel the wind. Tahatsu Upward offers four stroke motors from two and a half to 250 horsepower, and they've been building motors since 1956. They offer a five year warranty, simplex technology, and reliability, dependability, and simplicity. Now is the time to get a new Tahatsu motor with low monthly payments. Financing is available, and we accept all major credit and debit cards. Call Oscar at McCurry's Outboard in Anderson. Call 864 225 8704 and let's deal. The Clemson Fan Shop at ACD Sports and Easley is all about supporting the local community. We carry fan wear for Clemson, plus Easley, Pickens, Rent, Liberty Daniel, and Powdersville High Schools. We do team uniforms, workwear, embroidery, and screen printing. Now ACD Sports is highlighting local craftsmen and crafters and offering their unique products in our stores in our new Buy Local program. Come see us on 123 and Easley across from Chick-fil-A and buy local at ACD Sports. Join us on Tuesday, April the 27th at Three's Greenville Golf and Grill for the Pops for Pups Golf Extravaganza, sponsored by Ingalls, George Coleman Ford, and Broken Oak Restoration. The Roar will be live on location all day long. Go to popsforpups.com to make a donation or to sign up today. It's Dabo again. One of the fastest growing crimes these days is package theft. We're all ordering more online, and a stack of boxes on your front porch can be quite the temptation. Priority One Security provides the protection you need with their video doorbell system. You can record any movement or answer the door from your smartphone no matter where you are. Priority One. Trust in us. See us on the web at PriorityOneSecurity.com. That's Priority, the number one, Security.com. 888-407-SAFE. If you've been accused of a crime, injured due to someone else's actions, or hurt on the job, you need to act quickly. Your freedom, medical care, and future are at stake, and the outcome of your case could have a huge impact on your life. Call Nick Lavery. Clemson's local attorney today to get you the best possible outcome for your case, including the compensation you're entitled to. Criminal, personal injury, and workers' comp. Get the advantage of using your local hometown attorney, Nick Lavery. Call today for your free consultation at 864-654-3680. Rely on the professionals at EnviroMulch for all your outdoor projects. They have the right products to protect your plants and landscaping during the winter months while retaining moisture. This enhances your home and saves you money. Order online at EnviroMulchOnline.com. It's the most talked about reintroduction in decades, and now it's at George Coleman Ford. The 2021 Bronco Sport four-wheel drive featuring keyless entry, Ford Copilot 360, and Ford Pass Connect. George Coleman Ford priced at just $27,815 plus tax and tag. The legendary Bronco is back at George Coleman Ford, where we never charge hidden fees and where Broncos cost less in Traveler's Rest. Price includes 500 factory rebate, offer goods in July 6th. If you're a local business owner in the upstate, you know how important it is to work with local, experienced people you can count on. Pinecrest Foods' mission is to sell the best quality products with the best delivery service possible. All their products are supplied by local companies we know and love, like Clemson's Best Ice Cream and Carolina Pride Hot Dogs. Proud to serve all channels and formats from hospital to restaurant, grocery to convenience store. Find out more about the Pinecrest difference. Visit pinecrestfoods.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. Covering our bases on three great signals. 105.5, 97.5, and AM 1560. We are the Roar. Last 
segment of the show, last segment of the week, Brad Sinkoff. We've made it. It feels like we've only been on a couple days this week. We just flew just by. Just flown by. <laughs> Good grief. Seriously, you know, every show we have done this week, and there's not been many of them, I know, have gone by really, really quickly. Yeah, it has. A lot going on in the world right now. There is. There is. A lot we haven't even really gotten to and uh, scratched the surface of. But a lot of Masters talk today, as you can imagine. Uh, We'll wrap up some of that on Monday at the, uh, once things finalized on on Sunday. Ben, I want to end with some MLB discussion we were having earlier. But before we do that, I want to get your final thoughts. Who do you like this weekend out of Augusta National? Who are we talking about on Monday? I think we're probably, if I had to pick two right now, and it's not the most likable pairing. Oh, boy. I think we're talking about Patrick Kareev and Jordan Spieth. Well, what am I going to do on Sunday? Because I'm going to go sit around and watch those two. If, that, if that's the final group coming down the stretch of the Masters, the 85th Masters, I don't know if I can handle that. that <sighs> those are the two I like right now. I, I will. I don't like, obviously, but, uh, yeah, if I had to pick two right now, I like those two. Uh, you know, Justin Thomas, keep an eye on him, too. Well, how about this name? In fact, this is the name to keep an eye on. I'm going with it right now. I'm doing a Friday pick. Colin Morikawa is three strokes back of the lead. Man, he, he knows the course, and he doesn't he usually play well here? No, he's it's only his second time here, I believe. Who am I thinking about? I don't know. Colin oh, Cowell's, Colin Morikawa is the young guy. Yeah, he's 24 oh, years sorry. old. That that I mentioned last week as somebody to keep an eye on. He's an absolute baller. Absolute baller. If he can just – his putting is so erratic. That's the only part of his game that I do not trust because some days it looks great, some days it looks terrible. But right now, uh, Colin Morikawa, two under through three holes. Watch out for him. And Patrick Reed. I'm thinking about Matsuyama. You know, that's a guy that everybody always seems to fall in love with at the Masters, and then he does great for a little bit and just falls off the yeah, face of the earth. Exactly. We'll see. I would I, I, I would not be upset if Hideki plays well. Uh, no, no joke, people. Mickey and I were talking about this course on Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember which day it was. And he looks at me and he goes, is this the year that Brian Harmon wins the Masters? And I went, you know what it might be? Brian Harmon is tied for second. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Tony Finau back to even. Mm-hmm. Had a an eagle on two. Don't sleep on Weber. Oh, Webb. Yeah, we've just named half the field. <laughs> One of those guys, people. Don't sleep on those. One of the 15 people we said don't sleep on is going to win the Masters. Don't worry. Name them all. Eventually. We'll go. We'll come here Monday. Yeah, See, we told don't. you. <laughs> we told you he was going to win. Tried to tell Friday he was going to win. Y'all didn't want to listen. Uh yeah. it, in my opinion, it will not be Justin Rose. All right, Ben. Major League Baseball, a big discussion we've had today. The health of the game I don't think is good. I'm very angry with Rob Manfred. My issue is a couple of things. One, as I mentioned earlier, I hate the extra innings rule. And a couple of that with no DH. Like, the two don't make sense to me. If you can keep this stupid extra innings thing, and some people like it, I get it, whatever. But why can't we get the, the universal DH? It is absolutely ridiculous that we don't have that right now because everybody says it's going to happen. Everybody wants it. Yet it's not instituted. That falls at the at the feet of the guy who makes the decisions. I am uh, I, I'm trying to educate myself more on who actually does make the decisions with Major League Baseball. Where does the power lie? How do they decide these kinds of things? My assumption was that I I shouldn't blame it all on the commissioner. That there has to be a lot of input from many different groups and things like that. It turns out, no, I don't think I, I don't think I'm wrong about that. So I, I guess my first issue would be turns out he is with Major League Baseball to begin with for allowing the commissioner to to make decisions. Uh, so, you know that that affect so many people by himself in in many situations. So, I mean, first and foremost, it's Major League Baseball's fault for being stru- structured that way, but I, also that it's Rob Manfred. I think that, to me, the maybe the biggest issue I have with with what we've discussed thus far 
is that there's no reasoning behind these decisions. Like, I can't find reasons on why he went with the extra innings rule the way he did, but didn't go with DH. You know, like, there's nothing. He doesn't say anything. He says, he says words. He's got the John Swafford effect. Yeah. He says a lot of words can give you a three-minute answer on a question, but none of them ever answer your question. And I'm struggling with a lack of reasoning behind the decisions he's making. And that's why I think he's a terrible commissioner. It's if horrible. you're going to have a dictator, make it a good dictator. I mean, Roger Goodell can be criticized, but at the end of the day, the NFL is And the, is and the commissioner of Major League Baseball is basically a dictator right yeah. now. And so, I mean, if you're going to structure yourself that way, at least make it a good one. Brad, moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta, out of the state of Georgia, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not interested in whether or not any of us agree or disagree on the voting laws in Georgia. That's that's not what this is about. I've got very strong opinions on that. You can find that on my personal Twitter account if you're so interested. That's not what I'm talking about. The fact that the that Major League Baseball allows the commissioner to make such a political motivated move on behalf of an entire league, the owners, the players, etc., that you allow one person to do that, to me, is a is an enormous problem. And if I'm if I'm the owners and players again, forget the politics of, of it. The fact that you brought you allowed your commissioner to enter that arena on your behalf, yeah, to take a stand on something that you've got no business taking a stand on. I have an issue with that. And I would have an issue with that if it was if the political side of this was reversed. I truly believe that. I, I've tried to examine my heart on that to make sure that I'm consistent in how I feel about that, and I'm telling you that I am. Major League Baseball has no reason to take this stand and to allow the commissioner to do that on your behalf. The commissioner says he did it because he feels like players were going to boycott and that it would become political in nature if they had the All-Star game in Georgia. So what do you do? You move You it. make it political. By yeah. That's the dumbest reasoning I've ever heard. I, we don't want to have the game there because we don't want baseball to become political. So what do we do? We make a move that is political. Again, the bigger issue for me is the fact that the commissioner can do that by himself. He can make that stand representing all of the owners and all of the players. He is representing an entire and it's just not league necessary. When knowing that there's no way everyone in the league agrees with him. And he just goes ahead and makes this decision. Let me ask you this, Ben. This is an easy answer. Do you think Rob Manfred will be consistent with his decision-making when it comes to other laws in other states that he disagrees with. See, that's that's the other part of this. I hope it opens Pandora's box for Major League Baseball because you stepped into that arena, and now you better be consistent with all of the other states. I mean, heaven forbid somebody do something that you personally don't like, Rob, and, and you continue to move baseball around. Heaven forbid that happen. Why did he let outside voices have nothing to do with Major League Baseball help him make a decision? That's a problem, folks. That is a major, major problem. You need to go to your owners and your players and say, what do you think about this? Not what does LeBron James think about this? That's the wrong way to run an entire organization. He has screwed this thing up. Here's the thing. He will make a decision at some point in a state that has a laws that people don't agree with, and we will absolutely destroy him over this. He won't care, but I hope I hope the players boycott him at some point. I don't care if baseball doesn't play. Yeah, I, I would have seen no games, and these guys boycott their own stupid commissioner. It, at any point between the next year or two, I would wholeheartedly back the players if they stood up and said, "We're not going to do this, man. We're not going to do what you're saying because you're an idiot." He is ruining the game of baseball. 
He's turning people away. He's trying to connect, and he's turning people away, Ben. I don't care if you like. I don't care about the laws. I don't care if you disagree or agree with them. What he has done will have ramifications that he did not. He cannot foresee. I promise you. This is one of those situations where I truly hope that Pandora's box is open for him. That that he is now that he will now be called into question on every decision he makes uh, in in an effort for consistency. Every state's going to pass laws you don't like. Do and he can't do it. Every state's going to make some decision that you don't agree with, Rob. Yep. If, all 50 of them. You going to move it to Mexico? You want to put this thing in, in yeah, England? Just, just take it out of the U.S. altogether. You can't go to Canada. They won't let you play baseball there right now. So you don't have to worry about that. I I just don't I don't get it, Ben. I don't understand why the owners have agreed to allow this guy to make these decisions. Do you like also I feel like I don't want to say hastily, but I feel like this move was made at a time when he knew it would get the attention he wanted. He didn't make that move and that decision because of the timeline of baseball and it was good for the game to make the decision then. He did it because it was in the headlines with a chance for him to steal some some good publicity, if you will. He also did it, Brad, and he also did it in a with a racial undertone. He did. He, he did right. it with a racial undertone, which means nobody's going to push back against him. He, not yeah. not right now. He's yeah. not. He knew. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm not that. That is the facts. Uh, he did it after after consulting with Al Sharpton and Stacey Abrams and LeBron James. Uh, and groups associated with them, he, he he, I mean he he did. I mean that that is a that is a fact, and you're you're not going to push back against him right now. Did he go to Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman and Ozzy Albies? Did he go to the players in Atlanta and ask them what they think? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt they ever heard a word from Rob Manfred. Baseball does not need to get into this arena. They they just don't. Or any other sport, for that matter. It's sad. It, it really. I I feel like this game is this league is falling apart. I'm wondering if he's going to boycott his membership at Augusta National, which he has. Boom. There which you go. Happens to be in the state, same state. Has he refuted yet? Do we know? I mean, can, like, I mean, there's no way of asking. I I can't get hold of him, but I, I just wonder if everybody knows. Has he boycotted? Has he turned in his his membership card at Augusta National? I'm gonna go with no. What do you think? I wonder if he's looked at the laws where uh, of New York, where Major League Baseball is located. Probably not. Do you, do you think he's even aware of who some of the members are at Augusta National? There are a lot of members there that don't have the same views as other people. Are you going to boycott everything about Augusta? I mean, no. Of course he's not. At some point, we just, you know, I... I we got to get out of the business of boycotting crap. I mean, really, got to get out of the business of that, especially when, and again, don't miss the point here, when you are representing an entire organization. He called LeBron James on the matter. Should he not have gone to Georgia uh, officials, lawmakers, people in that state, and really learn and try to understand what's going on? Did he do that? He didn't say he did that. He said he went to LeBron freaking James. Not the people who made the laws, not the people who live in that state. A guy who has nothing to do with his entire league. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Big thanks to Aaron Cheslock and our good friend Daniel Shirley. Appreciate them getting in throughout the show. Uh, you who got in with your text and your tweets and your calls, we thank you very much. Hey, all that being said, hey, on a negative note, it's Masters Weekend. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you on Monday.